afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Our final show for 2015. Yes, I know we still got a a couple of weeks to go, but um, as our loyal listeners who've been with us many years know, uh, we do take uh, the Christmas week off. Um, So uh, starting this Thursday, we go dark. We'll, of course, have our our repeat shows, and if you missed anything over the last couple of months, you can always catch stuff in the rerun stream, but uh, this will be our last live show for the year. Next year, we have some changes, some plans for some fun stuff. Uh, So I hope you will stay with us. So let's get started. I know you're waiting anxiously all week long for our quotes of the day. So let's get started with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. From Mike Dooley in the universe. How about no matter the temptation, you no longer think or say, I'm tired. I'm hurt. I'm angry. Don't even think or say, I'm happy. Instead, whenever the urge arises, think or say, I choose to be tired, hurt, angry, or happy. It gives it, it, and it gives it a little, and give it a little time. Because this is how you become anything. The universe. Hmm. Quite interesting. Um, and, and I actually kind of really like this quote, even though it's uh, a little bit confusing. But, I mean, the core message of it is using the word choose. You know, so often we think that life just happens to us and we don't really have much choice in the matter. But ultimately, really, we have 100% choice always in how we respond to whatever shows up. Now, do we have a choice in of, over what shows up in our life? Mm, in a way, but not necessarily directly. But we always, always, always have a choice in how we respond to what shows up in our life. So, maybe you didn't sleep that well last night, so you woke up this morning and you feel that urge to say, I'm tired. Well, instead, what the universe is telling us to say, I choose to be tired today because I didn't get that much sleep last night. And, you know, just making that slight change of language, that slight adjustment to how we usually speak and think can have a huge, huge difference in our life. So quite a wonderful quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. And as you know, These quotes are always so perfect for the guests we have lined up for you, even though I do not plan these out. These come to my email box every morning. So let's see what Abraham has to say. The most valuable skill or talent that you could ever develop is that of directing your thoughts towards what you want. To be adept at quickly evaluating all situations and then quickly coming to the conclusion of what you most want and then giving your undivided attention to that. There is a tremendous skill in deliberately directing your own thoughts that will yield results that cannot be compared with results that mere action can provide. Abraham. Hmm. See, two quotes that are very much in alignment with each other. 
Again, what is Abraham saying? Kind of something similar. It's about choosing, but it's really about choosing where you're directing your thoughts or what are you focusing on? You know, where are you directing your attention? Because ultimately, ultimately our thoughts arise from what we give our attention to. So if you're going to place your attention on that couple arguing on the subway or that person who just cut you off in drive in traffic as you're driving, or if you give your attention to the beautiful sunrise or, or the crisp, clear, beautiful winter day we're having here in New York City, you generate different feelings, different emotions and different thoughts will arise. So, again, it's always about what we're choosing moment to moment. So it's what we're choosing to say and what we're choosing to give our focus or attention to. Two very powerful choices to make and two very valuable skills to develop. So two wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham. I hope you have enjoyed them. So... Let us move forward. Of course, it is my pleasure to welcome my last guest of the year, Dr. David Kapowitz, a fellow wits, a fellow member of the tribe. <laughs> it's always so good to have a, like a nice Jewish name. So like with Leibowitz, Kapowitz, you know, everyone's going to think we're related, David. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, Dr. K- David Kapowitz is the head of energy leadership development coaching at Rock Spring Coaching, uh, where he, oh, excuse me, he's the head energy leadership development coach at Rock Spring Coaching, where he works with small and mid-sized companies and entrepreneurs to develop strategies that bring clarity and focus to your decision-making process. Um, David uh, is kind of special in that he opened his first chiropractic center, so yes, he is uh, part of the CAM, Complementary and Alternative uh, Medical Modalities. I don't know. Chiropractic is considered alternative, isn't it? Oh, very much ah, so. Cool. Center in June of 1979, um, and he was the first doctor in the state of Connecticut. See, we love people who are like first in something to advertise. So you were kind of a bit of a maverick, weren't you, back then? Absolutely. Wow. Um, which catapulted his practice practically overnight into some really thriving. However, now David is known for his true passion of getting people to be more effective as leaders, entrepreneurs, and managers. And it is my pleasure to welcome David to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, David. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have somebody who's so in alignment, like myself, an alternative practitioner, and now uh, kind of, I guess, we're, we're practitioners of the mind, uh, though you used to be a very much a practitioner of the body. Certainly. Uh, you know, it's interesting. This, I had my first radio show uh, when I was in high school. Oh, but, wow. But I I had a radio show, call-in show, in uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, and years ago, when I first started, was when professionals were first becoming uh, able to go uh. ahead and advertise. So it was not looked upon very graciously by the other practitioners. Uh, right, lawyers right, were right. starting to advertise. Right. Uh, doctors got into it. So, uh, But it was a very uh, exciting time to be in practice when I opened up. And uh, quickly we 
began to develop a very uh, busy, busy practice. What um, got you to decide to become a chiropractor? Well, you know, it's interesting. When I, back in the day, um, I had thought about becoming a dentist. And and I don't know, that kind of waned after a time. But uh, my dad actually hurt his back. Mm -hmm. And we were on vacation, and he slipped, and he he was a traveling salesman, so Mm -hmm. he always... Uh, was sitting in a car and he developed tremendous sciatic pain, uh, which is pain running down the leg. And he couldn't sit any longer. And he'd Uh. been to all the traditional uh, uh, medical uh, means. And unfortunately, he had to stop working for a little while until a friend of his said, why don't you go see my chiropractor? And mm. his chiropractor uh, was somebody that helped him almost immediately. Mm. And from then, we all started to understand the philosophy. I've been getting adjusted since I'm 14 mm. years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, we went ahead, and uh, and then I became a chiropractic student. And actually, my brothers became a chiropractors as well. And one of them is still practicing. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. it's like your father's injury actually affected really you and your brothers in, Absolutely. in a very profound way. And, and we were all very sports oriented. So this was ah. a very, uh, <clears throat> this was a great way uh, for us to kind of combine both. And back in the day when, uh, when we were kids, antibiotics were just becoming in vogue. And doctors ah. were giving antibiotics for everything. everything. And my yeah. mom didn't do that. Oh, really? uh, my mom was, you know, old school when it came to that thing. And uh, uh, we didn't give antibiotics for every last uh, ailment. And mm-hmm. uh, as a result, uh, we all grew up very, very healthy. And when we did need to take antibiotics on occasion, they worked. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we, we've always been in that alternative uh, in, in that alternative field, working out, staying fit. My brother, right. one of my brothers was the fastest swimmer in New England for uh, oh, wow. two years and mm-hmm. missed the Olympic trials by a hundredth of a second. I had another brother who was a a pitcher and an athlete. So we've all been uh, very um, natural in terms of the way that we grew up. You you know, I was just mentioning to our engineer Janice this morning how my wife went for her uh, checkup with her doctor. And, and, you know, when she comes in, the nurse comes in first and takes your blood pressure and your weight and your height and everything. And she's like filling out the form. She's asking her, so what medications are you on? And she's like, I'm not on any medications. Like, no, 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 no. Like, like what medications do you take? And she goes, I take vitamin B complex. And she's like, no, 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 not vitamins. Something like medications. She's like, no, I don't take any medications. And this nurse like couldn't get over it. That I mean, neither myself nor my wife, we take any medications in, you know, 50 plus years. Like there's, it's like become so common and so like stuck in the mindset of the medical community that like everybody has to be on something that they're surprised when you meet someone who's not on anything. Well, allopathic medicine is 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 based on that. I mean, basically, give right. a bunch of symptoms a name, and the name has the treatment, and that's right. kind of what what that's all about for years. My mother didn't take any medication. She's ninety, almost ninety one, uh, until she was eighty eight. Wow. Uh, so you know, everything is is. Um, is relative. There, there's a formula actually. Eighty percent of the people have control over their health. Ten percent mm-hmm. are genetic superiors. No mm-hmm. matter what they do, they're going to end up okay. And ten mm-hmm. percent are genetic inferiors. No matter what they do, they're going to succumb to something. Mm-hmm. We all have to assume we're within that eighty percent, sure. where leadership skills make a difference in their lives. Great, great. Yeah, and I want to talk about how you became a coach when mm-hmm. we come back from break. But just uh, quickly before we go, I'm curious. 
when you went into chiropractic school and you started to learn about all of this stuff, was there anything in particular that really opened your eyes, that really surprised you as you were learning to become a chiropractor? Well, yeah. I think what really turned me around was, you know, in medical school you learn about Koch's postulates where um, the cause of disease is the resistance of the host in the presence of microorganisms and so forth. Mm-hmm. And um, and strengthening the host just makes so much sense, right. strengthening yourself. Right. So many people go to the doctor hoping to get a great checkup. Right. <laughs> the problem is they don't do anything <laughs> in between to right. make that happen. It's like right. going on a cruise and seeing people that are, you know, severe, you know, grossly overweight. They're in the right. gym, right. and I'm saying they're there one week a year when right. they should be in, in another uh, so it's very interesting um, that people, if they exercise good leadership skills uh, regarding their health and the decisions that they make, make a big difference. And that resonated with me mm. in terms of uh, chiropractic. Um, strengthening the host made sense. Right. So it's really focusing on sort of the preventative stuff. And, and not even preventative. I don't even like that word. It, it's like focusing on the things that are going to help us to maintain a healthy body, a healthy mind, healthy lifestyle. Because it just makes sense. Your body is an amazing mechanism. And the physiology and what it can do, uh, all we need to do is support it. Right. Okay. And let it go. There's an innate intelligence that runs our system. And uh, that makes all the sense in the world. It just didn't make sense to fight everything with every type of medication where we suppress our right. body's natural immune system. Right, exactly, exactly. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, um, it's time for us to take our first commercial break. So when we come back, I'd like to learn a little bit more about how you went from a chiropractor to a business coach because that's not a very common uh, uh, transition we see people make. Um, so we'll go there. Okay. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And our guest this week is Dr. David Kapowitz, and we will be right back. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour. We're talking with Dr. David Kapowitz. So, um, David, before the break, we were talking about how you became a chiropractor. Um, and then in 79, it seemed like you were a pretty successful chiropractor, you know, for many years. What, how, how did this transition happen where you went from chiropractor to coach? Well, I've been asked that question so many times. <laughs> you, know, you must have that story down pat. Absolutely. In the late 80s and early 90s, uh, things were very good in the chiropractic field in the way of uh, medical reimbursement and insurance companies and when I moved to Stanford Stanford Connecticut was uh, the hub of a lot of fortune 500 companies Uh, they were all in my backyard and before the deal the years of HMOs and PPOs life was good I developed a tremendous lifestyle had a nice home had all the uh, luxuries that anyone would want and then in Mm. the late in the very early to mid 90s managed care really mm. put a big, a big push on alternative providers at that point yeah. and life became very very difficult for for a period of time the aperture yeah. for people to access my practice uh, went went down uh, tremendously uh. because in in uh, medicine, if you decided to accept an HMO or a PPO, right. it didn't matter how many practitioners were in that particular area or zip code; mm-hmm. they would be accepted. If you know, words, right. if you're going right. to do uh, an MRI or you're going to do a, uh, um, a t- some type of procedure, and you accept what they're going to pay you, no problem. Right. In chiropractic, it wasn't like that back then. Right. There was a certain quota, so people were calling HMO going from one to the other. And it was a game that uh, became, uh, you know, who got there first. And uh, one of the problems back in, in that time is that it became difficult to run your practice that was already established at the right. level you were running it in the past. Because we had a, a great number of employees and people right, right. doing their thing, therapists and what have you. So in the late 80s, actually more like 1995, 1996, I turned my attention to a nutrition uh, program that was um, introduced to me by another chiropractor who said, mm-hmm. listen, if you take these nutritionals and you put in your office, you might be able to make uh, some extra money. And back mm-hmm. then, uh, I looked at the nutritionals and I thought they were very good. I didn't realize it was built on a multi-level principle. I see. Um, I see. But I, I took a look at it and I said, you know what? Um, these our vitamins are really good. A lot of my doctors are feeling the same that I'm beginning to feel. Right, right, and I right. went out and I became... Um, a leader in that business and built an international uh, organization. Okay. Well, it became so successful that I decided, what's the point of fighting with insurance companies? Right. So I ended up selling my practice uh, in 2000. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then uh, that was a decision that didn't serve me quite as well, and that's one of the reasons <laughs> that brought me to coaching, because that company sold and then sold again. They changed the compensation plan. I built a second one uh, and lectured internationally for them as well, and uh, the same thing happened. So at that huh. point in time, through a recommendation of actually a cousin and a dear friend, within a mm. few weeks of each other, they said, uh, you need to teach people what you already know about business. You saw close to 100 patients a day uh, in your practice. You uh, built two international organizations. But you need to become a coach, become certified as a professional coach, and mm. learn how to move people from point A to point B. 
and it has been just fantastic and i absolutely love it wow wow so i guess that's really a lesson in being open to what the world or the universe kind of brings to you because it it can be pretty easy to kind of get stuck with what's worked for you in the past you know it's not always so easy to say you know yes but i'm a chiropractor and i know chiropractic work and i've done really well at it and even though yeah i built up this thing on the side and it's paying me a lot of money but like this is who and what i am and to kind of let that go is not always an easy decision to make is it absolutely absolutely a matter of fact i went back a little bit before i became a coach but what i like about coaching is that i get a chance to affect people Mm. in a very different way yeah uh, which is not maybe on the physical but making tremendous changes so i have clients that have now become business partners in their business oh. that have changed uh, their businesses where they you know bought an extra building that they mm-hmm. needed. People who really made significant changes in their business right. because they become aware of who they are in right. the process of what we do, which is called energy leadership. Right. And I'd like to take a second or two to explain a little bit about energy leadership. Because you see, it, you're like getting ahead of the game. Look at yeah. this guy. He's hijacking my radio show. He knows my questions before yeah. I even ask him. I was going to ask you, like, what do you mean by energy leadership, development coach? Yeah. And, he, and he, like, pulls it out of my brain before I even have a chance to ask him. Well, that's part of the higher <laughs> being, the, the intuitiveness of a coach. Yes. You know, it's interesting, but energy leadership, uh, which was uh, brought about by Dr. Bruce Schneider, it talks about the seven levels of, not, now this is not uh, Stephen Covey's work, uh, okay. seven levels of leadership, but these are the seven different attitudes or behaviors that determine who you are and how you make decisions. Mm. And there are two basic categories. They're catabolic and anabolic. Catabolic being destructive mm-hmm. to building teams, groups, clubs, organizations, or relationships. Right. And the others are anabolic. So I'll go through them very quickly so you get a feel. Sure. Level one is victim energy. Um, I can't. What's wrong with me? Uh. Why doesn't this happen to me? Marked by worry, guilt, and fear, sleepless nights, and so forth. Right. Very um, And apathy. Right. Level two is conflict. Now, this, Sam, is the quintessential leadership style in corporate mm, America today. Yeah. It's I win, you lose. My right. way or the highway. This is the micro these are the micromanagers of the world. Right. These are the people that unfortunately they can make a very successful business, but they usually have a revolving door in their business. So maybe they make money, right. but unfortunately they break relationships because they rule by fear and intimidation. And in today's world, fear and intimidation is not a great leadership style. So people have high turnover, they become apathetic. And some, one of my clients said to me, you know, the worst thing in the world is keep replacing people. And I said, well, (laughs) that's expensive, but the worst thing is having people that stop really working and just push paper and you're still paying them. You're better off replacing them. So level one and level two are both destructive to building teams, groups, clubs, organizations. Level three through seven, those are building forms of energy. Level Mm. three is a lot of rationalization. Um, I win, and if you win, I'm indifferent. Level four Mm. is you win. A lot of healthcare practitioners are in level four leadership. Mm. um, There are pros and cons to each level, which I won't get into now, but level four is you win, then Mm. I win. Level five is win-win. These are great problem solvers. 
they are people that um, are in high positions in companies, C-level executives. Level six is everyone wins, and these people who uh, seem to come across opportunities continuously. Mm-hmm. And level seven, if I had to put a face to it, mm-hmm. would be the Einsteins of the world. Non-judgment. There is no winning, winning. or losing. Right. So the higher people resonate in the scale, the more choices they have, the more creative they are, mm-hmm. um, the more they're engaging they are, the more confident they are. Mm-hmm. But in order to get to that place, Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes looking at some of the things that are blocking them. And as coaches, what we do is we know that your life is something that you know better than we'll ever know. But what we can do is give you a way to look in the mirror at yourself and then push you forward by holding you accountable. Right. So, uh, I mean, if you have a short conversation with somebody, how would you be able to sort of assess maybe where on that scale and what level they're at? For that particular conversation, absolutely. Uh, so, so, like, what kinds of things are you listening for Well, that, that allows you to be able to determine, oh, okay, because they said this or that, then I know they're kind of up here or down there. Well, one of the things is, you know, when when people use but Mm. all the time, when they when they'll say, uh, yeah, but that's victim energy. A lot of that is victim energy because what they're doing is negating and they're judging and they're not self-aware of what they're doing. So but is a big thing. I have to versus I want to. Want to. Yeah. I want to is very positive energy. Right, right, right. It's not easily accessed if you're doing right. something that you perhaps don't feel you want to do. So we do a lot of reframing in our right, teach right. people, hey, look at what the positive is here. And one of the techniques that we use is uh, ABC goals, which is a guaranteed success formula. A is your optimum output. Mm-hmm. B is your backup plan. Mm-hmm. And then C is your backup to your backup plan or what's Mm. guaranteed. What did you learn from the situation? So um, in every instance, you can be successful and that success breeds confidence. Right, so, and, and success is not necessarily equates to dollars. You know, we have a tendency in this society to always judge, well, if I'm successful, that means I'm making a lot of money. No, success can be you learned a very valuable lesson and it might have cost you money, but if you really learned the lesson and you don't repeat it, that is more valuable sometimes than making a dollar on it. No question about it. Success is in many different uh, parallels. In other yes. words, money is just one area where people can right. be successful. Right. I mean, I have clients who have, you know, they've been married four times and, <laughs> and, and, you know, broken homes or their kids aren't speaking to them or what have you. Right. You know, in that area of their uh, program, they're, they're bankrupt. Right. Um, but in the area of making money, that's fine. I have a lot of people and I tell them when I, when I do some, sometimes I do a little bit of uh, coaching around uh, health habits. Um, And I say to them, you know, you got two bank accounts. You've got your financial bank account and you've got your health bank account. And one is easier to replace in a moment. (laughs) You could win the lottery. You could absolutely win the lottery and take somebody who's in debt and make them a multi, you know, millionaire. Right. right. But you can't bankrupt your your health health. bank account. Right. Because it doesn't work quite the same way. Right. 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 You may be able to come back, but that doesn't mean you can come back and be as healthy and it's much easier to prevent things than to lose it and then try and gain it back right right and there's a there's a book out there i forget who the author is it's called bending the aging curve and 
it basically talks about people who are people who work out and do things that are proactive to stay healthy starting at a young age they can mm. actually bend the curve i think uh, when a person is 40, um, they're chronologically, if they've been doing this all along, mm-hmm. they're the same age as somebody who's age 20 who does nothing. Mm. At age 60, they're the same as somebody who's age 40 that does nothing. But um, the difference is that they have to start at a younger age mm. in order to bend that curve. It always gotcha. makes sense to pick up good health habits, but the earlier people do, mm. the better it Okay. The better results. All right. Time for us to take a quick break again. Um, I I do want to talk a little bit more about those different levels and and, and the idea of energy leadership because I'm all about energy here. Um, And of course, if anyone would like to call in and ask your own questions of Dr. David or myself, our call in number is 877 480 4120. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. Welcome back to <clears throat> to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I'm very happy that Dr. David Kapowitz took the time out of his busy schedule to come down into New York City and spend his hour with us. Um, so, David, we were talking about sort of these different levels of um, energy management in a sense. Um and I imagine that like when you're working, especially because you're very focused on business and sort of business leadership, that, that sometimes, you know, talking about energy is it, it takes a little bit getting through to in the business mindset, doesn't it? To get people to kind of think about things in that in those terms. Yes. It, 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 attitudes and behaviors are formed by various uh, levels of energy. Right. Interestingly enough. The world has changed a lot over the last 30 years where people are 
they gravitate to this kind of work, especially mm. if you can make it real for them. Right. So right. in practicality, a lot of times I'll explain. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. A level two leader right. might say, uh, Sam, listen, I know it's the holiday weekend. You're my IT person. Mm. I need these to be done, and my, the number's on my desk uh, on, on, uh, on Monday. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of my way or the highway. I'm the boss. Yeah, get it done. Yeah. Whereas a level five leader would say, listen, I got this material a little late in the day and I apologize. Uh, I know it's the holiday weekend. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make myself available. But I have two of my best people that can help you if you need them. And here's mm. where I'll be. Mm. And on Monday, there'll be something special for you for doing this. I really appreciate ah. it. Now, most people, that's level five. It's all about win-win. Right. Now, most people would think that that came naturally. And I'm mm. here to tell you, after working with lots of people, <laughs> it does not. Ah, okay. Yeah. So teaching people how to access different levels of energy will change the words that they choose. Right. Like we said right. before, I have to yes. versus I yes. want to. Right. Nobody, you know, people want to do something that feels different. That that's a right, raise. Right. That's that's a level of energy. Yeah, I'm, I was very happy when I heard you know your focus on language and 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 I say it to to my own clients that I work with all the time that you know what comes out of our mouth is is in some ways almost more important than what we put in our mouths um, because it really um, uh, shows what our underlying attitudes, habits, and beliefs are. So the more we can pay attention to what's coming out of our mouth and the more we can language things in a way that support the type of results and the type of energy we want, the, the closer, you know, the faster we're going to go to get there. Absolutely. There's no question. We, t we teach a lot about mastery mm. versus outcome or outcome performance. With, and we work with athletes as well. And, you uh, know, and, okay. and mastery is all about the long-term process to develop those mastery skills that you're looking for. Right. Whereas people who are focused on the immediate outcome, sometimes they can burn the bridges behind them, but just get mm. the outcome that they want sometime. Right. But right. in order to get consistent outcomes that they want, right. they need to almost, it's almost counterintuitive, they need to divorce themselves of the immediate outcome and focus on the mastery of the process. Mastering mm. your process is the way people get consistent outcome. Right, right, right. Yeah, I've, I've heard like Tony Robbins talks a lot about this and he has, um, he calls it coin, constant and never ending improve or can I, constant and never ending improvement. So it's the idea like it's not something you do like and you're done with it. It's a, a, a change of lifestyle, a change of habit that's something you're going to be doing for the rest of your life because there's always a higher level that we can reach. There's always something, we can always be better at what we're doing. Absolutely. We see that uh, a lot in professional athletes. If you are a golfer and you watch golf on Sunday afternoon, all of those guys mm. are all about mastering the process. Right, yes, right, they're looking right. at the wind and they're looking at how they want their shot. But when they stand up to that ball, 
They are focusing on the mastering of one thing, their Mm -hmm. process, Mm -hmm. and the outcome will be a result of that. Okay, if you teach amateur athletes to do that, they can get further along in their consistent results as well. Right. So how did you come up with this idea of energy leadership? I mean, I've heard a lot of people use the word leadership in many different contexts, but but never energy leadership. So that I'm really curious about. Well, it's not mine. It's uh, Dr. Bruce Schneider. It's it's the school of coaching. Coaching that I that I, I went see. to energy leadership um, refers to the uh, every everybody resonates at a certain level of energy. When a person walks into a room, there are people who are the guy, right, and there right. are people who are that guy. Right, so right. you can feel energy. <laughs> energy is actually very palpable. I know Absolutely. a lot of people feel like, wow, there's something mysterious about energy, but you feel it all the time. Sure. Uh, right. When a person walks into a room, there's a certain energy that they have around. Uh, themselves and it might be what they're doing and they might not have the same energy for another task right and right. oftentimes clients have certain high level energy around certain things right. and other things that they want to improve upon they're not as sure and one of the things that raises people's energy is right. obviously there there are actually 10 core disciplines that raise level of energy and one of them is awareness and uh, becoming aware that you can make a change earlier on right. you talked about that right a right, lot of choice. people are not aware that they can change right. they feel like well this is who i am and this is what i right, right, this right. is what you know my blueprint is and it's hard to change i didn't say change was easy right. but everyone has the ability to change but they need to be aware it's kind of that's it, possible it's like an alcoholic. You can't yeah. reform if you don't know that you're an alcoholic. You need right. to know that you can change, and awareness is right. incredibly important. Wonderful. We have many assessments that help people become aware. Right, right, right. The sec- okay. yeah. Uh, so before we get to that, because I, I do want to delve more into it, but I just want to ask you, you know, when you get someone in who's like a hardcore manager or business person who's been doing things a long time, but now things aren't quite working for them, and you start talking about this energy leadership, I mean, I'm sure you must get people who are like skeptical or like oh what is this woo woo stuff you know uh, know, this is what my wife talks about when she goes to her yoga class I don't deal with stuff like this how how do you kind of bridge that gap or move them from that kind of very skeptical attitude into one where they understand and and see the difference it can make well I think everybody attracts the clients uh, that they're supposed to attract. There's no question. Absolutely. I, I think my gray hair has something to do with some <laughs> of the people that I attract. But I will tell you that I have some very high-powered people that totally get it. Right. And they are actually looking for it. Right. Because they are so lonely at the top of their business. Mm-hmm. They, are, they have no one else really to speak to or lean on. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they want an explanation that makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, energy leadership makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. Uh, so it's not as woo-woo, if you will, right. as my, most people <laughs> think. There are people out there that are absolutely receptive to the idea that they can resonate at a different level of energy by choosing different words, different body language, and make a huge difference in their business and in mm-hmm. their confidence. Right. And when we get into sales and we talk to people about sales, we t- say, you know, I know you think that the product or service that you absolutely know backwards and forwards is the mm-hmm. reason that people buy from you. 
and they are they are lower in the, in the scale in terms of their why people buy. Right. Uh, price is one of the lowest actually. Right, right, the three right. highest um, uh, criterion, if you will, for buying is mm-hmm. your confidence to deliver, mm-hmm. your authenticity, and your mm-hmm. enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And you can't have confidence unless you are aware right. of who right. you are. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so awareness, you said, was one thing. Um, what's another sort of uh, skill that people can develop to help them to be more aware of their consciousness, of their energy? Well, there's two things that are important, and awareness and then um, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. They have to accept who they are. They, uh, they absolutely have to accept who they are and who the people are around them and the situation mm, that they're in. Mm, I mean, if they're back on their taxes or they're mm, uh, stressed out because people are leaving, they only stay six months, they have to accept that there's something about what they're doing that mm, isn't working for them, right. not push it under the rug. So acceptance is the second core uh, discipline that we talk about. Okay. And another one is and this is a big one, is trusting the process. Uh, People are forever moving from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. They need to develop their process, which develops their confidence, and then trust it. And at some point, if it's not yielding the results, make modifications. And one of the things that we do in coaching is we're all about evolution, not revolution. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Trusting the process is a big one because, you know, if you made a choice or you made a decision, you usually made it for a reason. And and even if the results like don't come immediately, that doesn't mean that there aren't results on the horizon. It's just sort of about being patient, right? We, we have a tendency to expect something to change overnight. But if it took you 10, 15, 20 years to get to where you are, why do you think things are going to change in a week? I mean, even if it takes six months or a year compared to 20 years, that's still a relatively short time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people really have to understand. I tell people, give me uh, a month for every five years you've been on the planet to turn ah, things around. I said, you know, okay. some of these people, that they've, they've had these core thoughts, and uh, it takes time uh, right. to make those changes. But you can see changes quickly if you begin to delve in and actually work mm. on those uh, on those core disciplines and principles. Right, right, right. Do you have maybe um, an exercise somebody can do or, or some simple sort of technique just to help to give a person an idea of, uh, you know, something they can do to make a change? Well, absolutely. One of the things that we do with our clients is we give them a scope assessment. It's something that can be done very, very simply in 10 or 15 minutes, okay. which can give them energy in the moment. Now, scope okay. stands for specific, current, operational profile of energy. So for any given task, I have to talk to my boss about a raise, or I've got to talk to my kids about not going on vacation, or I've got to uh, Mm. talk to my wife about buying a home, or whatever it is. Around a particular circumstance, you can scope and Mm. come up with a very good assessment, whether you're anabolic or catabolic for that activity, and then it makes certain suggestions uh, in working with somebody like myself. We come up with certain alternatives to be able to get through that and learn from that process. See, if we learn from the process, Process, we move forward. If we do the same thing over and over again without being aware and accepting who we are, that's what keeps us in our place. And I would assume people aren't always either anabolic or catabolic. Like They can be different in 
in different situations or, or different things. We're an amalgam of all seven levels of energy. It's where you right. spend the propensity of your time right. that defines you. Right. And and it also may define you in one particular area of your life, but not the other area of your life, right? Like you, Steve Jobs is the big example. Like he was incredible at business, but his personal life was a mess. He is the quintessential leadership profile of level two. Right. Yeah. Made billions of dollars. Right. Uh, but had other issues, but incredibly creative. But that relationship part of it was very difficult right. for him. And there's a lot of people out there in business yeah. that have that. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and there's actually a very interesting quote going around on the Facebook right now that I saw that was like Steve Jobs, like last quote when he was like in bed in the hospital dying and him like expressing his remorse or regret that he it didn't um, find a way to have healthier relationships aside. So many people do. Ty Cobb, the great baseball yes. player, said, if I had it to do over again, I would have had more friends. friends. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh-huh. Wonderful, wonderful. Believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. But not to fear, we'll be coming back with uh, some more tips for you and uh, some more stuff. And I have some announcements at the end of the show. So everybody, please stay tuned. And of course, this is your chance. If you want to call in and ask David your own questions, 877-480-4120. We'll be right back with Dr. David Kapowitz. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour has been Dr. David Kapowitz, a head energy leadership development coach. We've been talking all about why energy is so important in leadership, in business, in life in general. Um, I'm curious, uh, David, why you call what you do coaching and not consulting? You know, consulting requires a certain area of expertise. Uh, I do consult if I need to in the healthcare mm-hmm. field because I've mm-hmm. been in the healthcare field my entire uh, career up until mm-hmm. coaching. Right. But consultants usually have an area of expertise that they 
uh, evaluate, and then they give recommendations to. Coaches mm. don't need to know much about your business. Right. What right. they are skilled at doing is moving people from point A to point B by holding them accountable and um, knowing that they know their life better than we'll ever know it. Right. And by uh, working with those types of people and actually rallying the best out of them, it really doesn't matter what business they're in so i have lawyers i have doctors i have entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. i have construction uh, people who own construction companies so Mm -hmm. all of those people um i don't know their business any better i learned their business certainly um but it's much easier to for someone who's a coach to tell people ask people what they want to accomplish and have techniques moving them forward and raising their level of energy, which gets the results that they want. Right, right, right. And, and you've mentioned before how just this whole mindset and whole attitude around the idea of energy leadership has shifted over the years. Um, is there anything since you've started doing this work that really surprised you about either how you work with people or, or how people have responded to this work? Well, one of the things that is very, very evident is that people under stress, their profile of energy changes. So when we do uh, a, an energy leadership assessment, right. which we do online for you know, our clients, uh, it's a series of questions. It's very accurate. And it gives us their energetic profile, right. what their blueprint is under normal circumstances. Now, obviously, they can change. That's the point of coaching. Right. right. But it also gives their energetic stress reaction. And okay. what happens is under stress, many of the good coping skills and decision-making that they have and all of the win-win attitude, a lot of that disappears Mm. under stressful conditions. Uh. And those come in the form of energy blocks, and we work with people to unleash some of those blocks, the limiting beliefs, the assumptions, the interpretations that they make. Right, right, right. So is there some, uh, is there a little tool, a little tip you can give people under stress, like, something that that either help them to be aware of or 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 a little tip to help them to shift their energy when they're under stress yes so here's one of the things that we we do it's the three-step process and Mm -hmm. it it when a person is under stress usually or a circumstance comes up that might be similar to something that they've had in the past so what they would say is uh when did something like this happen to me before? Mm, The second part of the process is what did I do to have a positive result? And then the third process, third part of that is how can I adapt what I did in the past to this situation now? And after a while it becomes very seamless. So they're able to do it. Wait a minute. I've been here before. Before, Um, Okay. What did I do? And how can I adapt that energy right now? How can I adapt that to what I'm doing now? And mm. like, for instance, if they're in a situation where they might have been, they're getting into an argument with somebody at work, where have they been that way before? Oh, I've felt this way before with a teacher or a professor. Mm. What did I do? Mm. I kept quiet. I listened. And then I voiced my opinion, but I listened to what they had to say first, and they used that. And then lastly, um, how can they adapt it? And they'll adapt it to what they're doing now. Many That's how we learn. Right, so it's called, right. it's called the three-step coaching process. And, that's just and, one technique. 
Right. I got you. And, and I'm just curious, like when you start, I know everybody's different. This is a, a, maybe a, a tough question to answer, but you know, when you start working with someone, how long does it usually take until you see them start to really implement and sort of shift their energy around whatever their challenge is? And again, I understand, like like you said before, if, if they've been doing things a really long time, it could take a real long time to make that kind of change. Well, results are palpable relatively quickly. What I mean is people who really are into making certain changes, right. uh, you can see them in weeks to months right away. I mean, right, it's right. not... But in order to sustain those changes could take up to a year to make those things or even longer. Most of my clients are lifetime learners, but I would say Mm. the minimum that they usually work with someone like me is, is usually six months. Uh, But many of my clients stay with me much longer than that because Mm. there's always something coming up that they want to go ahead and uh, make a change about. But many of them uh, see results very quickly. And you've been doing this work for how long now? Eight years. Eight years. So I'm just curious, like you're probably in general at a pretty high energetic state, just on average, because you've integrated these processes so much in your own life. Uh, are there any any like daily rituals or daily things that you do to help to keep your energy at a high level? Well, I do. Okay. Uh, and it's... It, Thank you for saying that, but one, you know, my kids would tell you, and I think my wife would tell you, that, I, that I've that i made a lot of changes because I was the quintessential level two leader. I was a level two parent. Okay. You know, uh, look, do this, do that, do your homework, then you can go play ball, then you can do this, then you do that. Yeah. We're going for the holidays, you need to wear this, you need to wear that. Mm. So that that's a lot of the way all of us were brought up. Right. Uh, so right, level right. two leadership is is uh, kind of indigenous to the parenting process um, up until a a short while ago. Right. So so what are some of the things that I do to stay positive? Well, one of the things that I do to stay positive is certainly is I surround myself with positive people Mm. um, and try to engage in in positive conversations. The second thing that I, I do... Um, I'm religious about working out. Um, I work out five to six days a week. Wow. Keeps my energy level high. Um, I'll sometimes I'll watch a movie that's mm-hmm. you know fun, you know a laughing you know to laugh and mm-hmm. uh, and to um, uh, to really engage myself in the activities that I really love to do at mm-hmm. least consistently on a weekly basis. During wow. the summertime, I play a lot of golf. Um, which makes me happy um, and mm-hmm. spend time with family. And those are the things that I, I actually consciously choose to do versus, um, you know, versus just doing nothing and waiting for life to happen to me. Right. So I'm proactive about that. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, David, I got some sad news. It's almost the end of the show. Oh, it's been it, fun. It's been a pleasure having you here. Uh, I'd love to have you back in the future sometime when you got something new to let our audience know about. Thank you. Um, if people want to learn more about sort of the work that you do and 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 you know learn more about what you're up to these days, uh, where can they go to find out more about you? Well, if they want to learn more about what I do, they can go to rockspringcoaching.com, okay. www.rockspringcoaching.com, just the way it sounds. Uh, they could call at uh, 800 number is 888-883-6863, uh, 888-883-6863 if they want to leave a message. I do give free consultations, 
And I also um, afford people the opportunity to experience a scope assessment oh, uh, with that as well. So that that's a, a, an excellent way for people to get a better understanding of the coaching process. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So, I mean, what a better way to end up your year than to get a nice assessment and see kind of where you're at because you might not be where you think you're at, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming today, David. Thank you for having me and my, have a good holiday. My pleasure. My pleasure. And before I close the show, a couple of quick announcements. Um, this is the end of the year, and come January, we are having some changes, uh, talking alternatives, some programming changes, some time changes. So you might notice that some of your favorite shows are not at the same times or not in the same places as they used to be. Never fear. If you sign up for our newsletter at uh, talkradio.nyc, you'll get all the announcements and you'll know what's going on. And I have a very, very, very special shout-out. I would like to call her my listener of the week but actually she's the listener for the year for my show um because sigrid from stuttgart germany who i had mentioned in a prior show had stopped by our studios when she was here in new york city on vacation had heard me and i'd mentioned i, I didn't mention her name i just happened to, to mention there's someone from germany had stopped by and uh she she listened to the show and heard the announcement and sent me a, emailed me a little note saying how thrilled she was that that i um had had mentioned her and that she really loved listening to the show and so uh, i i didn't mention her name last time so i really wanted to acknowledge her and, and thank her um for being such a loyal listener from literally almost halfway around the world um and to have made the effort to come by and stop so sigrid i dedicate this show to you and you are my listener of 2015 so thank you for being so loyal and uh, i do hope you continue Continue to listen and stop by next time you happen to be uh, uh, in in the United States. And of course, uh, you know this is merely a symbolic gesture, really to all of my listeners. It's been five and a half years of doing the show. I am so so grateful for everybody who tunes in every week or listens to the podcast afterwards. Uh, for my show, for all the shows on the network, our, our station has been around and undergone changes quite a lot over the last five years and we'll continue um, and we have some exciting uh, things happening in 2016 so I hope you will all stick around for that um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show this is our uh, last show um, for for conscious consultant hour for the year we will be dark during Christmas week and so we will talk to you next year You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183.
888-888-8183 or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you on a path of consciousness or spirit? Is personal or spiritual empowerment important to you? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant, and I am here to answer your questions and bring you experts in all areas of life to raise your awareness and support you in your evolution. Tune in at my new time, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on www.talkradio.nyc. That's Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 